Well, howdy, partner. Welcome to the Prasner. I'm uh, just an old cowpoke named Ashley, and I'm here with uh, your hombre and mine, Molly. Hey, hi, it's me, Molly. Um, we have uh, we have Luke here with us. Howdy. Um, hi. Now, Molly, if I may be so bold, I do feel like this is the second week running now that you have really goofed up the introductory joke. Um, now here's the thing. I wish anyone would ever tell me when we're doing a bit before we right, start. Right, I So understand. I can be a part, right, I can mentally right. prepare myself and really get ready to do a bit rather sure. than a bit being sprung upon me right. uh, when we start the episode every time. Yeah. But, like, this time, you heard Ashley do a cowboy voice for several seconds. I feel like you had plenty of time <laughs> to say, oh, we're doing cowboy action this time. I see. It's called improv. Just saying, if you don't you have say, your you're wits... You're saying ab- a lot of no. <laughs> if you don't have your wits about you, a rattlesnake's gonna get you out on the trail. I live in Seattle. How are you gonna win a quick draw with that kind of slow uptake? <sighs> Someone's gonna steal your horse right out from under you. I don't... <laughs> uh, no. Um, now... <laughs> I tried. I tried for a second there to try and find some kind of cowboy accent, and it was not coming to me. So I cannot. It's. I'm sorry. It's not hmm. happening right now. It's not working. I. I looked deep inside myself. It's not there. Patrick McGowan is from the United Kingdom, and he does an impeccable American Western accent in this episode of television. I think he says about six words. A completely unassailable accent. Well, Luke, it looks like we got a city slicker here. <laughs> it do sure seem that way, Ashley. Should I just go, or? <laughs> well, no, 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 no. Come on, we're gonna, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be all hospitable like that. <laughs> Hos- hospitable. <laughs> <laughs> this cowpoke said hospitable. <laughs> I'm changing the name of the saloon to Hospitable. <laughs> God. <laughs> Luke, what have you been up to? <laughs> um, Pretty much the same stuff I've been up to lately. Uh, playing a little 5D chess. A lot of podcast editing. Playing Bloodborne more. Fucking... You done with Bloodborne yet? I'm close. Okay. Uh, I just beat the one reborn and fucking martyr Logarius today. Uh, so I just, I've got like one area in the DLC to get through and I'm done. There you go. Yeah. I was trying so. to look up which one the one reborn is. And I think that one was uh, actually It's the easy, easy one. Yeah. That like the, when the moon gets pregnant and gives birth to a gross oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. monster baby. Yeah. Yeah. yeah made out that. of just human body parts. Yeah. Why wouldn't it be? And you just kind of whack it in its weird lump for a while, and it doesn't really fight back that hard. It's a scarier monster than um, the one that they decided to put at the end of um, Mass Effect Three or Mass Effect Two. It's a scarier. Yeah. It's a scarier human body parts monster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like Mass Effect Two 
for the most part, that thing has the regulation number of human body parts. Like, it's got a couple more eyes than it ought yeah. to. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's true. about it, really. And it's I guess it's just a Terminator. And I guess fewer legs and like none legs, in fact, than most humans tend to. It pretty much just has the collarbone up. Yeah, and it's just got kind of a spine dangling like a tail. Yeah. Yeah. It's not quite done. Right, right. I told you, like, <laughs> they've released concept art for how that thing was supposed to look like a Reaper, right? Yes, yes, yes. It yeah. sounds very like stupid. It was going to be a full man, and its arms and legs were going to be the tentacles of the Reaper. Very stupid. <laughs> it sucks so bad. Fuck those games. Just, Fuck uh, me yeah. for liking those games <laughs> not that long ago. Yeah. We Listen, you and me both. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, I don't know if I've been doing anything all that exciting. Okay, uh, that's, that's fair, I suppose. Um, Ashley, what you been doing? Um, I have, you know, also been playing some video games. I watched, uh, Hail Caesar. Yeah? How, how you like uh, that movie? I liked it well enough. I, yeah. uh, was kind of, I'd heard, not, like, bad things about it. Uh-huh. Just kind of like middling stuff, like oh, it's just kind of yeah. Um, but if you have like any kind of knowledge of like old Hollywood movies, sure. Uh, it's a pretty fun time, yeah. and also you got George Clooney being a fucking idiot, right? Um, learning about communism. <laughs> yeah, that does happen. And then he comes back to his boss, and he's like, Hey, man, have you heard about communism? This stuff's great. And his boss just slaps him until he stops talking. Yes. He's like, hey, shut the fuck up, idiot. Go do your job. Go be go be a movie star. Yeah. Further proves that Channing Tatum should only be in comedies. Uh-huh, yeah. Because he's so good in them. He's good in them, yeah. Um, yeah, that's fun. I've been, I uh, dug back into Rogue Legacy. Oh, okay. Uh, kind of not for any particular reason, but I've beaten uh, three out of the four areas, and so I just have the uh, two more bosses to go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've actually never beat Rogue Legacy before, so uh, that may be fun to do. I've never played Rogue, Le- Rogue Legacy before. I know that Rogue Legacy is, like, surprisingly contentious. Yeah. Uh, I like it. Yeah, I like it. Uh, they're making a new one soon, and so that's kind of a, a part of the reason I dug back in. Man, when's that coming out? Do we know? Like, the next Later this month, I yeah. think. God, yeah. That's really weird. That's coming out, like, practically back-to-back with the new Spelunky, also. Yes, I also Wait, down- is Spelunky re-downloaded 2 out Spelunky. That quick? Spelunky 2 is yes. out next month. Oh. Yeah. What other fucking, like, roguelikes from that era were got really big? I'm trying to think. Oh, yeah, we're gonna get, like, a Binding of Isaac 2. Wait, really? No, I'm just saying. Oh. <laughs> just fucking oh, yeah. just bring back all the roguelikes from... Don't fucking make me excited! Oh, okay. Binding of Isaac slaps, dude. Okay. Good-ass game. Okay. I'm gonna keep saying okay. it, because I know you don't agree with me. I... Okay. Here's the thing. <laughs> that game might be really good. People tell me it is. I cannot get over the art style to no, enjoy it. No, that's fair. It. It's gross. It's fucking disgusting I, game. I don't like it. Oh, Risk of Rain 2 is officially out. I need to pick that up. I love mm-hmm. Risk of Rain. Yeah, I 
I, for I'm gonna be honest. For years, I thought that people saying that Binding of Isaac was good were like it was like a big joke. <laughs> no, you know that meme was like, oh, you actually were blank. I thought we were all joking. <laughs> I literally thought that about like, because I'm like, oh, this is like some Newgrounds game, right? <laughs> no, I've I've played hundreds of hours of Binding of Isaac. Yeah, no, I know that people went real deep into Binding of Isaac. It's fucking good, lads. Okay, well, go with God. Do what you gotta do. No, this is very much not going with God. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of the opposite of going with God. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I also have played the game that I have played over 400 hours in, which is Fire Pro. Uh Uh-huh. I started a new um, pro mode because in the pre... Like, they did an update... Uh, both the mods I use and the game, and uh, it had been crashing before whenever I tried to do, like, the promoter mode, but now it's working fine, so, hey. There you go. Uh, that's always a lot of fun, and I'd, I'd spend way too much time making my feuds, even though it does not matter in the slightest. You're valid. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I, I also was going to go watch uh, the... Uh, Ice Station Zebra. Uh huh. And I may still do that, but I like also saw that it was like two and a half hours. I'm like, man, I don't want to watch it. It's way too long. From what yeah. I've heard, like somewhat middling <laughs> uh, movie that happens to feature Patrick McGowan just for this. <laughs> yeah, I'm also pretty sure it's not like he's the star of it or anything. He's like, oh yeah, no, he's like, it looks like he is definitely like a side character. Yeah, I think he's in it for like ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Mm. You think he would have been in more episodes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Not really a lot going on. I. I've also got back into Sudoku. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I, I previously purchased, like, a Sudoku book that I had been going through. Um, but now I have it on my phone. Uh, I got good Sudoku, which is a lot of fun. Because uh, it's good. Yeah, I. that's how I prefer my puzzle. And basically the whole thing is that, like, it, you have different levels of stuff you can do. And, like, the early levels are meant to teach you all the techniques that make you, make you better at Sudoku. Mm. Sure. Like... Oh, here you can like select this number and see all of the places it could possibly be placed, and then you can make your notes from there to uh, like go like okay, like this can be in this, but you know like you know like there's only one place it can be in this box, so yeah, 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 yeah. It's the same guy who made really bad chess, which was one of my favorite chess games before Five D chess got made. Before someone made a game specifically for you. Right. Because really bad chess's thing is that it, um, you play against the computer. I think you can play it multiplayer if you want to, but that's not really the point. The idea is that it calibrates the difficulty. So, like, if you're really bad at it, it'll just say, like, uh, you just get all queens. And then, and then, like, the better. Every piece is queen. (laughs) Yes. And then, like, the better you get at it, the more. Like, if you're at level 50, it just is chess, and then as you get past level 50, it'll start tilting it against you, and, like, at the high levels, like, if you get all the way to the top of it, it'll be like, okay, now the computer's got all queens. Oh, okay, I thought it would just replace your pieces with pawns. Uh, it also does that. Oh, damn. I, like, I don't think it's literally, like, 
the the computer has fifteen queens. You have fifteen pawns. Have fun, but like it it skews it pretty hard. Yeah, I was gonna say because I don't even know that that's possible to win. Probably not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's a neat game. Yeah, so I've been having fun with that. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, but that's basically for me. Um. Okay. Um. I. What what was I doing? This I, I beat Metroid Prime. Um I have I have conquered Metroid Prime. That last boss fight kind of sucks. Um but yeah. that game's really good. Yeah. Uh just just my opinion. Um and I started Metroid Prime 2, and that game's okay. Uh it's not Metroid Prime. Yeah, it's not Metroid Prime. It's Metroid Prime 2, but I don't know if any, I don't even know if I needed a second one that much now that I'm playing yeah. it. That's fair. I like, like you know, Metroid I had a really Prime good too. serving size of Metroid Prime. Yeah, yeah. It, it is it is for sure not as good. I still like it. Yeah, I I don't even like dislike it that much. I'm like, yeah, this sure is starting Metroid Prime over. I sure don't have the bomb jump anymore. Oh well, sure. Okay. <laughs> like I know that's what those games are, but playing one back to back with another is like, ah, yes, of course. Yeah, it like people immediately started to make fun of the metroid stuff with that yeah and i'm sure putting them back to back does not help at all right i mean it, you know they always give a a story reason for it and like in this one i'm like okay sure but yeah uh, you know you you crash land on a different evil a planet that has an evil evil version of it attached right it's uh, it's got the dark world from link to the past yes it's neat i kind of like yeah. it i like the i like the conceit i like playing it um but then I was watching um, my pal Dia is doing a Dragon's Dogma LP, and I was uh-huh. like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna support my friend Dia. I'm gonna watch, I'm gonna watch this." And then I got about 20 minutes in, and I was like, "I'm just gonna download this game because I want to play this now." Yeah, uh, yeah. So now I'm playing Dragon's Dogma for the first time. Right. Um, and you know what? That game fucking slaps, dude. It's pretty good. I need to get back to it. It's real fucking good. Uh, is the thing. Uh, I made a pawn, and I named him some dolphin because, of course, I did. Uh-huh. Uh, and he heals me, and I run around with a big sword, and I'm hitting monsters. I'm climbing up cyclopses. Yeah, uh, I'm fucking breaking armor. Uh, it's great. I'm having a great time. Uh, yeah, it's that game's hard. Yeah, it, it's it's it'll tricky. just eat you. It will. It will. Yeah, it I think is... you're. I think you've played it for less time than I have, and you're already way past me. <laughs> um. Yeah, you know me, power gamer. You um, play games very fast. I I don't know. Uh I'm just, you know, I'm just doing quests. Just I'm just um I'm pressing the run and stab button a lot. It's great it's yeah. really good button. I uh, can't recommend that one enough. Yeah. Um but now Pris is playing it uh and she was like, "Molly, you should play like the Magic Bow Woman." And I'm like, "Eh, I don't know. I don't, that doesn't sound like that doesn't sound like she's no, you should really play it." And I'm like, "I think I I think I'm really not going to do that now." <laughs> oh, and now she's making whining noises behind me. <laughs> <laughs> she's pouting at me. Yeah, it sounds like you are like me in that I really like like magical fantasy settings, but I just want to be a beefy idiot with a dumb sword that just hits all this magical shit until it dies. Pris wants me to clarify that she was not being that obnoxious about it and that I'm a huge bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Which is true. All true. I... I... I'm gonna be honest in saying that like everyone playing Dragon's Dogma has made me go like, maybe Dragon's Dogma. 
Yeah, I, I believe it was like the thing that kind of clinched it, so I put it on my wish list yeah. on Steam. Was I believe Luke said that it was rather than a Skyrim like a Breath of the Wild. Well, no, that was Crystal that said it's a oh, Breath of the Crystal. Wild like. I don't okay. know that I agree. With I don't her. know that that is right at all. Yeah, no. I kind of see what she's saying, but like I, I would caution you about being excited for a Breath of the Wild like. Okay. I would I would hesitate to compare these two games, except I, I for that they both yeah. have an open world. Yeah, I, I I think I see what she's getting at, but I don't think that is setting your expectations properly. Okay. Yeah, I don't know about all that. Huh, yeah, so uh, I'm playing Dragon's Dogma. I'm gonna kill a dragon one day. One day? One day. Fucking not... took your heart. He munched it right down. Yeah, he ate it. He ate it really good. Um, I was also thinking about playing a Castlevania uh, yeah. soon because I've never played a Castlevania. Um, so I was thinking about doing that too. Um, I was trying to enjoy Blaseball, and then they were like, "We're gonna take a few weeks off." I was like, "Fuck, shit!" <laughs> I just started enjoying this, and now you're it taking it like away. It seems like it kind of exploded in popularity in a way that they couldn't handle. Yes, no, absolutely. They should. They <laughs> like should the website take their just time. seemed like it was on fire. Uh, it was unstable at best. <laughs> Um, so yes, listen, I understand why they did it, but also, uh, that did take away the thing I was gonna do between, like, calls at work, so... Yeah, understood. Yeah, I, listen, I only have so many options. Um, and most of them aren't even good, so... Yeah. Um, uh, speaking of, uh, things that aren't good, let's talk about something that is good. Yeah. Uh, and let's talk about the cowboy episode of The Prisoner. Uh, this is episode 14, Living in Harmony. Mm-hmm. Um. It, it's, it's like a double meaning. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. You know. I, okay. I'm a little lukewarm on this episode, but God, I love how it starts. Uh, I'm also a little lukewarm on this episode. It's fine. Um. I'm more than lukewarm, but, like, not my fave. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, it's a good time. Listen, it's fun. Sure. Um, anyway, number six, who is a sheriff somewhere, uh, they we just see him. do the opening, but they cowboy it up. So <laughs> instead of great. him, like, driving down a British highway, he's riding a horse through a prairie. And then he throws his badge to the marshal, and he gives yeah. him his gun. He's like, I resign. It's so good. <laughs> and then he's just, um, like, carrying his saddle through, like, a empty field, and he gets stopped by some guys who beat him up. I wish it was the same guy that gassed him in the normal timeline. Oh, God, I wish. But no, Just that weird, tall old man. Yeah. Yeah. Or at um, least that, like, he had, like, a, a posse that... Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he gets, he gets uh, kidnapped and taken to Harmony. Um, where he is dropped off, and he's like, what the fuck? And then some guy... Um, is like, hey man, uh, and he's like, where am I? Uh, and he's like, welcome to Harmony, stranger. And he's like, oh, okay, well, Harmony. Also, that this guy is a white dude dressed up in a very kind of offensive Mexican stereotype. Okay, I thought that that was what this was, and I wasn't a hundred percent sure. I I made sure I looked up. This is a white actor. Okay, okay. yeah, that's yeah. No, this is no good because he looks very stereotypical. It's not. Good oh anymore. yeah. He's got, like, fake teeth. Oh, he's British, so it may be real ugly teeth. But wow. <laughs> wow, get him. Get their ass. 
Um, yeah, but it looks like he's got like kind of like fake dentures that yeah. make his teeth look fucked up, and yeah. uh, he's like doing a very big accent, yeah. and mm. yeah, yeah, it's no good. It's no good. Nope. I think the British might be racist. <laughs> I just mm. maybe. Um. Anyway, he goes to the saloon as you do, still holding his enormous saddle. Yeah. Um, I assume that's like carrying like the back half of your bike. Like, right, yeah. <laughs> one of your tires in so nobody can yeah, steal it. Yeah, someone right. unscrews a wheel off their bike so no one can steal it. Mm, yeah. Um, uh, so, But they offer him a drink and immediately a woman is there and she's like, Hi, my name is Kathy. I'm the woman you're going to inexplicably fall for this episode. <laughs> I'm going to be so horny for you. Guess what? The plot twist is I'm a bad guy like it is every time, but you never learn. <laughs> He's so fucking stupid. It's so funny to me that he falls for it every fucking episode. One of, one of these girls is going to be okay. One of these like, girls is going to be his nice. brain in this one, so like I guess I could forgive him a little, but still. I'm going to forgive him for this one because he's fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> he's on um, drugs in old-timey VR. <laughs> yeah. Um, so somebody's like, after his drink gets shot, uh, somebody from behind him goes, hey, come and see me, Sheriff. Uh, and then he's just like, no, I'm going to drink this whiskey for a while sitting at this bar and ignore you. Yeah. Yeah, and the the first drink is free for regulars, and he's like, "I'm not a regular." Right. Um, and then he turns around, and there is a man in a suit, uh, playing solitaire at a table. Right, but he also has a bodyguard who is just like this weird, lanky dude in like long john pajamas and a top hat and a gun. Yes. yes. This is the kid, and I love the kid. <laughs> um. First thing Six does is punch the kid the fuck out, and then he sits down at the table. Top hat goes flying across the room. Uh huh. Like it looks like they had the top hat on a wire so they could yank it when he gets hit or something. Uh, they might have. I don't know. It just it really goes flying. It goes, especially when you remember like he's not really hitting him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, he does fling his head back really good, so yeah, you know, okay, maybe no, he's I'm just watching a again. You're really right, good at you're selling. Right. I, in my head, it was a cartoonish, like, woo, but it's not It's not actually that. I wish it was. That would be great. Patrick um, McGowan, travel through time and hire me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, this man who called him over is the judge. He's in charge of the town, um, and mm-hmm. he wants Six to come work for him as his new sheriff. Yeah. Um, and... And instantly again is so horny for the answer. <laughs> you gotta of tell me why, why he quit being, being the sheriff. sheriff. Uh, and Six just goes, "My reasons." And he's like, "Oh, okay, that doesn't. Okay, sure." I so I see you're still an asshole, <laughs> right? <laughs> I see getting you fucked up on psychedelic drugs did not change this. Yeah. Um, but. He um, he's like, listen, I'm offering you a job, and uh, you ought to take it. And he's like, I think I'm, uh, I think I'm good. I think I'm not interested, and I'm gonna go. So he takes his saddle, uh, says hi to Kathy and her huge boobs, and he um, <laughs> starts to walk out of the I, I saloon. Like the idea of him going like, ma'am, ma'am's boobs, <laughs> Kathy, ma'am, 
Ma'am. Your titties. Ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he, uh, before he leaves, he goes and walks up between the gang of um, strong men that have walked in here, throws his very heavy coin onto the counter, picks yeah. up his uh, saddle, and then leaves for real this time. Uh, and he goes to find a horse to Extreme buy. Extreme big dick energy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he goes to find a horse to buy, and he's like, hey, how much for this horse? And the guy's like, $5,000. Which in cowboy t- like times, so it's probably like a lot. Yeah. It's got to be three a mil. Um, no. Like, it's a lot for me now, but like... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but he turns around... Uh, and I just then, looked it up. In 1913, $5,000 would be $130,000 today. And this is probably older than that. That's so much money. Um, But uh, he turns around and he starts to leave. And uh, everybody in town is here now trying to convince him to stay and be the sheriff now. Uh, as long as you just do what the judge says, you know, everybody will take care of you. And they're like, listen, it's a good town. You gotta, you should... You should stay. And he's like, I, I'll look after myself. I'm fine. Thank you. I'm not yeah, really interested good town, in staying Greg, here. Keep it. I don't want it. And then they all get <laughs> mad at him for yeah. shitting on their town. Sir, you kidnapped me? Sir, please? Sir. <laughs> um, so um, the crowd gets all riled up because he, um, cause he's insulting their town. Uh, and they pull guns on him. Uh, and he's like, okay, okay, calm down. And then... He gets dragged into the sheriff's office, uh, where he is placed into protective custody. But to do so, they take Kathy's brother out of jail uh, and hang him. Yeah, yeah. So they can have an open cell. I think they had an open cell. They just did that. I think they did was they needed to calm the crowd down, and the crowd was in such a fuss that they didn't even care who they were hanging. Oh, yeah. I guess that could be it. I mean, I guess that is it, because that's what happened, but... Um, rip to this dude. Yeah. Yeah. Rip to Kathy's and brother. Six is, Six is, like, looking at the window, and he's like, mm, but I'm different. <laughs> <laughs> Six looks out the window, he goes, oh, bummer, and then he goes back and sits on his bed, and he's like, I'm good here, though. Yeah. Um, so, that all, uh, that all happens. Um, we go to the next scene, which is Kid drunk off his fucking ass, mm-hmm. just... Throwing bottles at the jail. He's in charge of watch the jail. Six is rolling a cigarette. He's having a great time. There's like a really long sequence where the kid keeps like drawing his gun and pointing it at him to make him flinch and he won't. So he just holsters his gun and does it again. Uh huh. <laughs> he's like, I, I super don't. I don't actually care. I'm sorry. He's treating it like it's a light switch that won't flip the light on. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um,. So, uh, um, oh, uh, oh, Kathy comes in, um, and she walks up to Kid and is like, hey, I brought you this bottle of booze, uh, and he starts trying to make out with her, and she's like, nope, that's not what I was trying to do, I was just trying to come in to distract you so I could steal the keys to the jail, um, yep. which, which she then does, um, they drink for a little bit. And then he tries to kiss her again, and she's like, uh, no, actually, I'm gonna go. Uh, gotta get back to the saloon. I know that this was very romantic, but I'll, I'll be back later. Um, and then Kid, like, walks over to the cell and, like, looks at Six for a minute. Um, and then, like, just starts drinking again. 
and then Kathy shows up at the window and she's like, hey, here's the keys. Got you the keys. Um, and Six is like, yeah, I know. I watched you do the whole thing. Just <laughs> just give me the keys. I'm ready to leave now. Um, so he tries to do that. He gets out of the cell after Kid goes to sleep. Um, he sneaks off with his saddle, gets on a horse from the, uh, from the stables that he steals. Um, Kathy comes out and gives him like a canteen and it's like, listen, the only way out is if you go due north. So head that way. And he's like, okay, here's your keys back, (laughs) ma'am. I'll be on my way. Thank you. Um, I know we have not talked very much, but this is already like 16 minutes into the episode. This episode is a lot of Patrick McGowan, um, grumpily staring off camera. Oh, it's so good. (laughs) It's <laughs> my favorite part. Yeah, I, 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 we were talking, me and Molly, that like the entire episode just happened because Patrick McGoon wanted to be a cowboy. Oh, I yes. looked it up. That's true. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> so I looked into this because I was curious. I forget why. Um, originally, the prisoner was going to only be seven episodes long. And then, uh, like, other people involved in it came to Patrick McGoon and was like, listen. We want to, like, try to market this in America, too, but they're going to want a longer season for syndication. Like, we need more episodes than that. And they wanted him to make a 27-episode season, I think it was. And he was like, I have 17 episodes in me. I have no more ideas than that. I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) And at this point, he was literally, he was running out of ideas, and he just said, well, I've always wanted to play a cowboy. Can we do a cowboy episode? (laughs) God bless. Shout out to him. I love him. Um, yeah, if it very much feels like, yeah, you know, I I wrote these first, like, ten or so eps, and they're bangers. And yeah. then after that, I kind of let people do whatever for three more. Yeah, I was also curious once I saw that to look up what the seven-episode run of this show was supposed to be. Uh, it's weird, because it was going to be just Arrival, Dance of the Dead, Free for All, Chimes of Big Ben, Checkmate, and then the two-part finale. Huh. Most Ooh. of the best episodes were not part of his original plan for the yeah. show. Yeah, interesting. Like, you would think that you'd look it up and be like, oh, obviously it's the seven best, and then, like, the t- other ten aren't filler, per se, but you can tell that, like, they're a little more rattled off. No. No. Dance yeah. of the Dead, that was an essential one. He needed the one with Peter Pan. Well, to be fair, uh, that lady ruled, so... That lady did rule. That's Maybe true. He just that lady did her. rule. Maybe. I, I wonder if there are people who are like, no, that's the true watch order. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, you know there are. They're all fools. <laughs> I found that on a prisoner fan page. I'll go ahead and link you this. Don't look like don't poke around too much because there's spoilers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just a, it's a very old fashioned website that made me happy to see in oh, 2020. This is lovely, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah it rules. <laughs> This is uh, prisoner.gigacorp.net, which I'm guessing was not its original web address. Yeah. Um, But they have a theories page, and I was very excited to see what crazy out there interpretations there were, and there was nothing all that good on there, I'm gonna say. That's a bummer. Hate to see it. Yeah, and to especially make you mad, Molly, about 50% of the theories page is uh, debating what the correct watch order is. Ugh! (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> Listen, especially at this time, 
on the internet, there wasn't a lot to argue about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sure there wasn't. Yeah. It was mostly just white, like, a- affluent, rich white dudes. They yeah. have nothing to complain about Here's other than Here's an example of this theories page. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Here's an example of this theories page to show what we're working with here. The question is, what does Rover represent? Many people suggest that there's nothing the faceless sphere called Rover represents, because the white balloon was a substitute for the real Rover at the very last second. I disagree with that. Just because it was originally a substitute for the real thing doesn't necessarily mean you can't grow on you during the series production. What I'm saying is that McGowan may have attached a symbolic message to Rover towards the end of the series after he got used to it. I don't know specifically what the message is. I like one person's suggestion to what Rover meant. Please leave a note if that person is you. I'll be happy to place your name here. Rover can be a well-known symbol of fear. The moon. What? Before the 1970s, we were always afraid that there may be moon people landing on Earth and so forth. Bro, Rover is just an orb. (laughs) And then he, as evidence, gives an example of something from the finale, so I won't say it, but it doesn't make sense. (laughs) Bro, it's just an orb. It's just a cop orb. Uh Oh, and then uh, the other person on this website says, it could also explain why in the first episode, where you see a little rover in the water fountain that turns into a big rover thereafter... When you look in the sky at night, one can easily realize that the little rover was about the same size as the moon. What? (laughs) I'm so confused. I'm so, like, mix of, like, frustrated and confused. (laughs) Bro. I don't even know what to say. Yeah. How do the people who are big fans of the show in, like, the 90s not have, like, cool theories? What the fuck? (laughs) They were too busy figuring out what order to watch the episodes in. Yeah, that's it. That's it. (laughs) Jesus. Were any of them at least talking about the sexual tension between six and two in that second episode? Yes or no? Not even slightly. Yeah, like, I, I feel like... In the same way that there were zines for Kirk and Spock. <laughs> there oh, yeah, sure that's out there. Just not on this website. Yeah, yeah. We need to find these old websites. I need this. <laughs> I just need to know what people were posting. Right, right. <laughs> anyway, uh, Six tries to escape and then gets lassoed. So Yes. That's their rover. That's yeah. their mood. <laughs> their, their mood <laughs> <Right>. is rope. <laughs> the rope represents the moon. Yeah. Everyone knows when this. When the moon hits your high like a big pizza pie, that's a rover. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, no, I deserve that one. Listen, it's going to be a short episode. I'm trying to... <laughs> we got to add some content. Um. Anyway... Six gets dragged back to the saloon. They start having a trial over Kathy stealing the keys. Um, after t- so Six goes, "What about what's what am what am I being charged with?" And they're like, "Nothing, man. You were in protective custody. You weren't actually a criminal." Uh, and then they go, "Kathy, you're under arrest for aiding the escape of a criminal." And then somebody in the back goes, hey, "Wait, wait a minute. Hang on. Wait, what? <laughs> you just said he's not a criminal." And she just goes, "Yeah, but she didn't know that." <laughs> He's, and the guy's like, like she did. Uh, 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 okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to keep dragging us back off topic, but 
I did just look up because I forgot. Have we talked about the original rover at all? I don't think so. Okay, yeah, because I, I had forgotten that, yeah, the rover was not supposed to be just a big white ball at first. I just looked up on Wikipedia what it was, and I just love this little segment here. Rover was originally supposed to have been a robotic wheeled device with a siren. It resembled a circular inflatable swimming pool topped with a black and white segmented dome with blue flashing light at the top. Although the prop was constructed, it did not work properly due to the driver of the small go-kart within having poor visibility. Uh, in some interviews, Patrick McGowan claimed that it was not seaworthy and sank in the waters off Port Marion during Bro. the initial stages of filming. But this story has been said to be untrue and just made up. Why would he make that up? <laughs> Why would he lie about that? He's <laughs> what a weird lie to tell, Patrick McGowan. <laughs> I don't think he lied. I think they. T- I think he said that to somebody, and they were all just like, uh, 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 "No, that didn't. That didn't happen. We we actually just didn't like it. Actually, it wasn't." <laughs> It wasn't us. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> so a guy died in that thing. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Patrick McGowan was like, yeah, our driver drowned. And then everybody else in the PR department was like, no, 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 no. Patrick McGowan was like, a man died. And his lawyers were like, no, no one died. <laughs> The in the first episode, that one guy represents the driver who. <laughs> God. Um. Anyway, uh, Kathy is found guilty of aiding a criminal's escape. Um. And. Uh, oh wait! Can I one more thing from this website, and then we can get back to the recap. I promise. All right. I missed this earlier. Uh, this heading is why did number six really resign? And <laughs> this is. Everything wrong with nerd culture in, like, two sentences. (laughs) Because this guy on this website says, Clearly, McGowan intended to leave this question unanswered. The reason for this is simple. He wanted to leave subtle clues to why number six resigned. (laughs) You had it, and then you just threw it away in the second sentence, buddy. Those who watch the series in its entirety and understand the message should be able to piece together the evidence. Oh my god. I also feel like it was pretty obvious from an early point. Yeah, uh uh-huh. It just also doesn't matter. (laughs) It, It doesn't matter. The specifics are irrelevant. They're not hinted at. And the broad strokes of it, you understand the first time they talk about them. Good night. <laughs> anyway, Kathy's on trial. Go on, Molly. I'm so sorry for interrupting you. Judge is a bad judge. He's a bad judge. Uh, Six says, you yeah. suck at judging. And the judge says, we'll see. Um, and then uh, we see some more menacing shots of the kid. Um, yeah. He goes into the bar the next day at the saloon. Um, the kid the, does. The kid is only in jammy mode. He yeah, does yeah, not yeah. ever leave it. Constantly. Oh, did we walk over the part where, like, the judge found out that Six escaped and, like, the the kid, like, wakes up and sees what happened and just stands there to let himself get slapped? Oh, yes, I did skip the part where he gets <laughs> slapped like, a bunch. Oh, yes, give me my slappings, father. Yes, I understand. I did a bad job. Um, so... It's time for your 4 p.m. face slappings. Jesus. Kid slides a gun down to Six in the saloon, and Six is like, I don't want a fucking gun. What are you 
What is your problem? And then Kit is like, I'm going to shoot you unless you duel me. And Six is like, dog, I extremely do not care. I'm trying to drink whiskey. Please let me be. Um, and so um, Kid shoots him, but only such that it, like, scrapes his face in his hand. Yeah. Um, he purposely. shoots, like, uh, and it turns out his gun just shoots red paint. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is not good fake blood. No. Probably looks better in black and white, but still. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then the the judge walks in and he goes, hey, kid, I told you not to shoot him. Maybe go do your fucking job that I'm giving back to you. And then kid does the most unconvincing flip my gun into the holster thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> there is no confidence for him spinning these guns in his hand. Um, but six uh, slides his other gun back down to him. And kid is and kid is going to shoot him for doing so. Uh, and right. then the judge is like, no, 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 you'll, you'll have time later, son. It's okay. Um, yeah. And you so can do he, a murder later. <laughs> yeah. And then judge says, yeah, he's a uh, real protective of Kathy, but he does tend to get over affectionate. And then yeah. uh, Six drinks another whiskey and he goes, I'll be, if anything happens, it'll be paid for. Uh, and judge is like, hey, nothing could happen if you were the sheriff. Right. Which is not... I don't think that would prevent what's happening here, but okay. That's not how sheriffing works, but okay. Nope. Yeah. I it is very good because like the second uh it wait, is this where he becomes the sheriff? Uh it's close. It's getting there. It's it's basically there. He goes into the jail and Kid is leering at Kathy. Yeah. It's real um, creepy. Yeah, it's gross. And then it should also um, be clear, uh Kid never talks this whole episode. Well, the kid never talks this whole episode. The kid never talks. Yes. Um, yeah. So they let Kathy out of jail after Six takes the uh, sheriff's position. Um, and kid doesn't want to let her out. And he gets up and then he does let her out. By the way, I need to say is this man has so much chest hair. Good lord. Yeah. This man's got a rug. Yep. <laughs> uh... But yeah, the second that he accepts the sheriff position, everyone goes from, oh, this is the nicest, sweetest town to, if you don't have a gun, you will be dead by nightfall. Yeah, because this thing is like, oh, I agreed to carry the badge, but I won't carry the gun, partner. Yes. Yeah, so this episode was actually not in shown in America. Oh, I was gonna, oh, I'm, I'm mad that you know this, Ashley. Yeah. <laughs> Molly, do you know what Ashley's Wait, talking about? what? What? Well... Kind of gave it away, but yeah, this episode was not shown in America. It was considered too controversial. Why? Uh, guess. I'm not solving it. (laughs) (laughs) It's, uh... It's because uh, they thought that him refusing to carry a gun was an anti-war statement, and this was during the Vietnam War, and it was considered too political. Oh, right, the Vietnam War. Right. <laughs> yeah, that one. I a forgot cowboy about that. refusing to hold a gun. I... Boy. What a fucked up country we got here, huh? We have the dumbest... Yeah, this is stupid. And, like, I also like that the implication that none of the other... Like, rest of the series is political. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's so much more overt in every other episode. Um, yeah, so, 
Um, Judge tries to give Six a gun. He says, no, I don't want the fucking gun. Stop it. He goes outside the next day, and he gets in a big fight with uh, Judge's, like, bodyguardsman uh, yeah. that he has. Mm-hmm. Big Zeke. Yes. <laughs> uh, he's like, big, big Zeke's like, ah, he's mine. He's got no cuts. Uh, and... Yeah, During there's... this whole fight scene, you do actually see, like, an actual kid. Uh-huh. And seeing a kid in the prisoner, like, fucked me up. Yeah. I was Where like, was wait, the kid? what? He's just, like, in the background of one scene. Oh, okay, I don't... I did not see him. He's not, like, a... a oh, what the main... fuck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's two kids! Oh, shit. Um... Yeah, yeah, this fight scene is not good. From that's no good. <laughs> <laughs> child soldiers. A child, yeah. Or I mean, I guess I mean people have to live their whole lives in the village, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, also, with what we learn later, this could all be the bullshit. That's true. Those might not be real children. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, this is the longest fight scene in the show so far, and it's not very good. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, again, he's, he wanted to be a cowboy and he wanted to do more punches. Yeah, yeah. which I respect, but it's not good. Um, so I did check, too. Obviously, he was around to film this episode. He was still busy with Ice Station Zebra when they were writing this episode, which might explain why it feels like a 20-minute script dragged across 45 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he gets uh, he gets knocked out, and then he wakes back up seconds later and says, I gotta finish this fight. Uh, and then he punches the rest of them. And this is supposed to be teaching him that he needs to be walking around town with a gun yeah. or else people are just going to bully him. And he says, no, no, I enjoy this, actually. And I'm going <laughs> to do a big fight. You've forgotten that I love it when men punch me in the face. Yes, exactly. Yes. Uh, so he he finishes that whole thing. And then he goes back to his office. He really is a JoJo in that instance. <laughs> <laughs> Um, he, um, he walks into his office again, the, sh- the sheriff's office, and he goes and, like, starts cleaning himself off after getting beat up. Um, and Kathy's like, oh, you didn't have to do all that. You should have just held the gun. Like, I- I'm sorry I got you into all this trouble. And he's like, I- I'm staying here because your brother got killed and because you're very hot, so don't even worry about it. <laughs> um, and she's like, damn, I'm sorry. I- Kathy is also never not in her is never not in her showgirl gear. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is like makes it way more ridiculous. It's very funny because like all the other girls in the town uh, vary between like this kind of outfit when they're at the saloon or just like regular period clothing. Uh, like there were women around that fight and they were just wearing regular clothes. So she's just standing outside with like her titties out, got these big boots on. <laughs> yeah. And good for you, I guess. Um, so, next night at the saloon, uh, we see Kid. Uh, he is smoking a cigarette, but it's been in his mouth for so long, it's 90% ash. Right. Just hanging yeah. there. Um, he is, like, he... I I feel like if this was animated, he would have done the thing where he, like, sucks it all in, and, like, it burns all the way down to, like, the stub. Yes. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um... Also, just a little uh, history fun fact: most Western towns uh, were built by sex workers. Yeah, that doesn't surprise that before. me. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but these drunken guys, um, 
go up and they're talking to Kathy and they're all fooling around. Um, Kit does not take kindly to this um, because she flirts back with the guy a little bit. Uh, and the the gentleman, what's his name? Like Will? I think it's Will. Uh, sure. He pulls I'll, his I'll gun on Kid after Kid puts out his cigarette on his neck, which yeah. is fair. <laughs> <laughs> Yet if if I was in a western town, I would probably do the same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Kathy's like, hey, Kid, don't do this. And then Kid just like gently pushes her aside and she's like, okay, I'm not going to interfere with this. Somebody's dying. Uh, Will gets shot and is killed after he pulls his gun because uh, he just kind of points it at Kid for a minute. Yeah, I could tell. Like, did his gun jam or like is he not ready to like shoot him or he's he's like, just a I, wuss. I, I think he, my reading is that he was bluffing with. Yeah, yes. you're okay. Yeah, he like adjusts his gun and I thought that was him like pulling the trigger and nothing coming out. But no, it's no. just him being nervous. <laughs> he's just scared. Yeah. Uh, and then Kid just murders him dead, and then Six walks in, and he's like, oh, motherfucker. Really? Murder? Today? Really? <laughs> <laughs> it's my first day. And everybody in town's like, do something, Sheriff! You gotta you and gotta do something. You gotta declare one of these two men guilty. Yeah, you specifically, you gotta get your guns on. <laughs> if you're not wearing a gun, more people than that, Sheriff! Yeah. Uh... Really, the only thing that can prevent gun violence is a good guy with a gun. Right. Obviously, we all know this. And also, like, when Six walks in, everyone is like, oh, yeah, the other guy started it. The kid, you know, kid, he was just protecting himself. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, some guy named Jim comes in, and he visits Six back at the sheriff's office, and he says, hey, listen... Uh, we know that you're the only one who could stand up to the sheriff, and we'll, we and my boys, we'll help you clean it up. He was part of the crew with Will at the bar, yeah. um, and there were two two other guys with their group. And Six is like, mm. oh, okay, you're gonna help me clean up your town. Got it. Uh, and he's like, well, listen, you can't do this on your own, uh, and neither can we, so we gotta work together. Uh, and then Jim's like, I'm gonna go get a drink. And he goes to the saloon, and the judge is there. And the judge is like, hey, Jim, I'm going to kill you for doing that. Yeah. Uh, and then he does. <laughs> yep. And that's the story of Jim. That's Jim's story. <laughs> he gets his guys to kill him and then leaves his body at Patrick McGoon's desk. And Patrick McGoon, like, walks in and just sees him. He's like, oh, beans. He's like, oh, oh fuck. No. This guy said one nice thing to me, and now he's dead. Shit. <laughs> And, like, the gun is, like, right next to him, and he's like, oh, I'm thinking of, oh, no! No, I will not. Uh, so they see him walk back into the saloon, uh, Six does, and they're like, he's still not wearing a gun! What gives? We thought killing a man at his desk would do it! Um, and he walks up to, uh, Kathy, and he's like, hey, Kathy, we're gonna leave, uh, tonight, so just be by the edge of town. And she's like, no, it's too dangerous, you can't, you just go by yourself! And he's like, no, I'm taking you with me. Um, and then Judge is like, we should tell Kid that those two are talking to each other because he won't take kindly to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we get to watch Six uh, go and steal some horses uh, uh-huh. and do some do some fun antics. He goes up <laughs> to a man sitting on a hill. I... Yeah, as he was setting up his fucking Tarzan swing, I was like, oh, but he's doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, he about to do it. Um, yeah, he knocks one man out, 
steals some rope from him, goes to another guy who's hanging out by a campfire in the forest, and he lassos a branch above that guy to use it as a swing, uh, and then does a... He doesn't do a kick when he swings in, he just throws a punch because he's a fucking idiot. Yeah. Um, it's the it's worst. very good. It's it's the worst. <laughs> he sucks at this. <laughs> um, but he steals that horse... Uh, and then we cut back to Kathy, who is having a time with Kid at the saloon after closing. Uh, and he starts forcing himself on her. He goes to kiss her. She, like, bites the shit out of his lip, and he starts bleeding. Uh, and he pushes her away. Um, and um, he don't like that. No. So uh, they there's a standoff. Kid is very scary in this scene. Yeah. Yes. Uh, like, I, I think that the actor who plays Kid does a very good job at being menacing. He does. Yeah, especially without speaking. It's a shame he didn't get to be, like, number two in an episode or something. Kinda. I don't know. I don't know. He'd be cool in that, I think. Maybe, but then he would have to talk, and I don't know if he can handle it. I guess that's uh, true. Given the last part of this episode, I really don't know if he can handle it. <laughs> you know what? You're right. <laughs> <laughs> He's a little silly yeah. when he talks. Very I, I, I scary think, when he doesn't. Uh, he does a good job with this, which you know that is its own type of acting. It's yeah, extremely, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but he kills Kathy. He he chokes her out. She's dead. Um, and then Six comes back to town. And he's like, "Why ain't my girl on the edge of town like I told her?" I better go check the saloon, and he sees Kid walking out of the saloon. He's like, God damn it. Uh, he goes in there, and sure enough, she's fucking dead. Yep. And he's like, shit. And he goes, and he buries her up on the hill in the graveyard. Uh, and then he There's walks whole, back in. There's a whole, like, dramatic shot of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, he walks back into town, uh, and he goes back into his office. And he picks up the gun. Uh, and he puts the sheriff's badge down and puts on the gun uh, instead of anything else. Uh, and he goes back outside and he is immediately confronted by Kid. Uh, and uh, they for have their... a second, like the way you phrased that, said that it, like he stripped down and only wore yeah, the gun. Yeah, only without <laughs> his gun. His dick and his uh, gun. That's it. His two yes. guns. God, that'd be so good. <laughs> Um, so yeah, he he goes out there. He gets in the duel with Kid. He kills Kid. Um, yeah. That's you know we and, knew like, how this was gonna kid go. Does, kid does the whole like he like you know does the flip back uh, to holster it and then dies. Yeah, it's it's good. <laughs> uh, he's dead. It out is the, the like samurai version of like the delayed cut. Yes. Right. Um. So. Six sits down at the solitaire table, takes a couple big shots, uh, and then Judge comes in. And he's like, "Hey, you killed, you killed kid. That was the, he was the fastest I ever seen." Uh, and Six is like, "Faster, fastest you'll ever see. I just quit." Uh, and Judge is like, "You aren't quitting while I got Kathy." And then Six is like, "I actually just buried her, so that's yeah. not going to be an issue for me anymore." Fuck you dummy, <laughs> dipshit. Um. And he gets into a shootout with Big Zeke and his buddies. Um, and uh, he takes out, I think, yeah, he takes out all three of them. 
And then Judge is like, oh, fucking fine. I have a gun in my coat. I'll just kill you instead. Yeah. Uh, and then he does. <laughs> yep. He kills yeah. him and he dies and that's the end of the show. He kills him and he dies and that's the end of the show. And he doesn't wake up uh, with a weird headset on in a fake saloon. Yeah. Number six, yeah, like, like in his proper like prisoner uniform. Yeah. Has just like a headset and microphone on. And... He jumps because he sees the judge pointing a gun at him, but then he sees that it's just a cardboard standee of the judge. It's he, very he good. He fully gets his hands on them before yeah. realizing that it's a standee. This whole part rules. This part's yes. great. This part's good <laughs> as hell. Um, now, all this said, yes, this is a thing from the village. I did just want an unrelated AU episode where they're cowboys. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but yeah, he, he, uh, goes outside. He sees that the kid, well, first of all, Patrick Magua does not know how to run. No, <laughs> no, he doesn't. It's so funny. What is this run he does? He's, he's like jogging and he's flinging his arms left and right in front of him. I don't know what he's doing. This is not how people run. <laughs> Nobody runs like this. What is this? He was in a spy series. You think he would have run? <laughs> you would think so, but he didn't. This is it. Yeah. In fact, actors never hadn't perfected running until uh, Tom Cruise did it. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like yeah, the kid that he shot is just a cardboard standee. There's a cardboard standee of a horse. I love because the cardboard standee of the kid is just laying on the ground in exactly that pose. Yeah. <laughs> It's so good. <laughs> like, what the fuck actually happened in that moment? Ah, fuck. <laughs> I, I feel like if we, like, got, like, a actual, like, version of it, there'd just be some standees around the town that looked like the people, and then just, like, Six muttering to himself and, like, making, like, finger guns at people. Yeah, he never had a real gun. He, like, did a and then walked over and knocked the standee over. Uh-huh. Well, the standee isn't, like, even, like, ready, to, like, to stand up. Like, it is a guy lying on his back. It's yeah. good. Um, there's a horse. Do you think he, like, got on, like, this horse standee and it was like... <laughs> <laughs> God, I just want an episode that's just an objective view of what happened in this episode. God. Um, but he he's running around the town. He goes outside and he's like... Okay, so this fence is real. So they built, and he hears, like, the marching band, and he starts running that way. And sure enough, just over the hill is the village. Yeah, for their daily parade. Yep. And he's like, what the fuck? And he walks back. They're like, oh, number six, like, just woke up. We need to (laughs) (laughs) get the parade back on. Oh, thank God, we can parade again. Uh, he goes to Two's office and sees that on the projection screen is the uh, Western uh, little yeah. cow. He sees and the Kathy. kid here is uh, actually number eight in like a tracksuit. Yep. Uh, two is the judge, obviously. And yeah. uh, this girl uh, is just off in the corner and she's just crying onto the penny farthing. Yeah, and she's, yeah, she was Kathy. I love that number six doesn't talk in this scene. He barges in. Furious and confused and just sees the actors that played all the cowboys and just kind of looks at everyone. He's about to say something. Then he sees Kathy and then he just backs out and walks away. He's like, I'm just going to go. Yeah. You guys know you fucked up. Um, 
Yeah, two like, and... and... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just gonna say, yeah, two and eight had this whole thing, and eight's like, oh, it's all your fault. You know, you're the one who, you know, pushed him too quickly, too far. I'm like, bro, you did kill Kathy. <laughs> Yeah. You did kill Kathy in the simulation. You did do that. Um, so the plan was to like break him in the simulation, and then in real life, he would also be broken. Right, right. If he just plays enough violent video games, his mind will turn into mush. Exactly. <laughs> um, and two is like, there's no fucking way I could have controlled it. I have to answer for this failure. You're just number eight. I listened to your dumbass, so now I'm the one who's going to get killed. Yeah. Um, and Kathy starts crying, uh, and she leaves, um, and she's like, fuck this, I'm going up to the western town, I'm gonna go cry there instead. Yeah. Uh, and she goes to the spot that she was killed at, uh-huh. uh, Which in is the simulation, weird. and then lays down the same way, and then on the other side of those stairs is number eight already, very scary, very creepy, uh-huh. did not yeah. like it. Yeah. Because it turns out that he was the one that got sucked into the simulation the most, and he just is the kid now. Yeah. Uh, Even so though he, he was so cool her. and calm in the, you know, office. Yeah. Uh, he kills her, or, well, he starts choking her again, well, but this time he is howling when he does it. Yeah. Uh, he's he's big yelling. It's a weird noise. Yes. Um, so, uh, she's like, what are you doing here, Eight? I came here to cry. Could you leave me alone? Uh, and then he walks around. I want to be and stuck like, in my feelings. Yeah, I'm trying to be in my feelings right now. Uh, and then he starts to choke her out. Uh, yeah. Uh, he does say like, he calls her Kathy, and you can tell for like a moment she's like, ah, fuck. Yeah. God <laughs> yeah. ah, damn it. <laughs> yeah. So um, six, who also happens to have walked back up to the western town, is like, god damn it, and he starts going in there, and he stops. Um. Eight from choking her. Yeah, uh, but just a moment too late. Yeah, just a moment too late. And he leans over and she's like, I wish I could have loved you in real life. She, what she says as she's dying in his arms is, I wish it was real. Like, what? Yeah, I, you got murdered. <laughs> that part <laughs> is real. Yeah, he did it. <laughs> yeah. Why would you wish it had been real? You were so miserable in the simulation. Yeah, you were having a good time. Your brother got lynched and then you got strangled <laughs> by a creepy pervert. Uh, and then two rolls up in the golf cart and two is like, oh, motherfuck. God damn it. <laughs> for <Son> real? <laughs> I can't leave you people alone for five minutes. Uh, yeah, and then eight gets up and he's like, hey, two, what's up? You read me? Uh, you're not going to hit me anymore, dog. Uh, and he runs up to the second floor of this place and then flips himself over and then falls off the edge and kills himself? Yeah. But, yeah, he's but, way more manic than that. He's like, no way, no way, no more hits. <laughs> yes. He fully has become Jokerized. Yeah, he's yes. become the Joker. Uh, and then Six is like, man, fuck this, and he leaves. <laughs> I love that, too, like, Eight kills himself and Two just watches him do it and then he turns to look at Six and just say, Hey, what the fuck's going on in this episode? And Six is just like, I don't fucking know, man. I was drugged. Goodbye. He's like, you guys drugged me. I'm leaving. Yeah, like, this is no- nothing on this is, th- is on me. I I want to cut of this show where it's the same ending shot. And it's like Six leaving as two just kind of walks into the bar. And I just want him to say, what the fuck is this show? <laughs> I was thinking that you wanted an ending that was 
like you know, like the bars coming in, but it's old timey. Oh, that'd be good. Uh, yeah, saloon doors close clank, on his face. It's, a, it's like a. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, anyway, good. that's the end of that episode. Sure is. Uh, we got questions. Yeah, I think that episode starts really good, gets a little boring, gets better, gets really good, and then ends kind of stupidly. It does end pretty stupidly. Yeah, I still had a lot of fun with it. Oh, yeah, but I had it's... a great time. Hey, you know what? Yeah. After last week, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. Um, From at Blankzilla, what's your favorite old... Uh, Ye oldie tiny gun to use in video games. Hmm. I mean, like an old revolver. It's like yeah, just I'll good. Yeah, I'll settle for any revolver. Yeah, revolvers are good. I mean, I'm playing Bloodborne now, so I'm very much into like shitty like blunderbusses. Yeah. Oh, you know what? The cowboy repeater in Fallout New Vegas. That's the good shit right there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. good. Um, I also like. I'm just trying to think of like all the weapons from the Time Splitter series. <laughs> I can't think of any good period piece ones from that. Uh. Yeah, it's just, it's basically all the same things of like cowboy repeater, revolver. <laughs> Bloodborne just. has that one that's just like a ship cannon you can strap to your arm. Uh, there is like, yeah, in, uh, they have that in Fallout 4 as well. Mm-hmm. Um. From at Arcane Crystal, uh, Revenge Whips. Getting revenge always makes me feel better. Why are TV shows so anti-revenge? Great question. <laughs> Wish I knew. <laughs> um, there is a, a really good joke about that in Gravity Falls. Yeah. Where it's like one of the characters is like, well, I learned that like revenge isn't you know going to fix all my problems. And then the other character just goes, well, I learned nothing. And then goes out <laughs> to get <it> revenge. <laughs> Great. Um, yeah, no, Revenge Whips. I I guess I'll be the minority opinion and say Revenge isn't great. I don't really have a big... Um, yeah. I don't have a I, big feeling on Revenge. What I will say is the first person who wrote one of these stories is definitely in the wrong about something and does not want to be killed from the person <laughs> who would justifiably kill him. <laughs> sure. Yeah, like, I... I'm being over the top as a as kind of joking. <laughs> yeah. But like yeah, I don't know. Like sometimes it gets like really weird, especially where it's like if you kill me, you'll be just as bad as I am. Right. Yeah, no. There's some real dumbass revenge stories for sure. And but yeah, also the idea of like revenge can does not actually fix the problems that you are encountering. <laughs> mm-hmm. I would say someone considered the dissolution of the state as revenge, and you know what? That's good, actually, so I don't know. I guess at that point we're talking about what do we mean when we say the word revenge, and that sounds like it's outside it of the scope way of this podcast. Yeah. Uh, from at Chum Percival, does Back to the Future Part 3 count as a Western? Yes, yeah. 100%, absolutely. Yes. Fuck yeah. yeah, yeah. The entire plot hinges on the main character wondering if he should go to a gunfight or not. He's no chicken, Luke. He's no chicken, but maybe sometimes, you know, you gotta be you gotta be the chicken to be the bigger man. Bro, when he's wearing the door to the to the oven on there, woo! As the bulletproof <laughs> vest, that's the good shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh from at Trippy Jing, is this town big enough for the two of us? <laughs> no. 
No. Get the fuck out. It seems like it is two sets. (laughs) (laughs) Three if you count the walkway between the two sets. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, there's the outside, the bar, and the sheriff's office. Yes. Uh... From at Crash Pants, could the Tully spies survive the village? Could number six survive Roop? No and no. Yeah. I I just want to see um Jerry versus number six. Aw, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jerry as number two would be good. Have we talked have we done I this before? I feel like this has to have come up. Yeah. Yeah, but no yeah, he would be good at it. Yeah. Um from at Ava Garda, if a button said erase the Western genre from history, would you push it? No. No, I, I think that there are, are good enough Westerns to... There's a lot of bad Westerns. There's but a lot there's of some bad good Westerns. Ones. Yeah. And like a lot... Like basically everything about the Western genre is rooted in racism, so that's not great. Yeah, I mean like, listen, it, that all that stuff is not good, but I don't think I would get rid of it at this point. What would that... I don't know how much that would fix. Yeah, I guess I don't know. Yeah. Like, it, we're not stopping people from back then from being racist, so they'll find a different way to make racist movies. Uh, yeah, they still do. And they won't even have cool revolvers in them, so, like... Yep. Or cool music. Yeah. Yeah. Um, from at JS Baker 73 if you had a horse, what would you name them? Oh. Probably like Epinone or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think I named my horse in Stardew Valley. I forget if I named my horse or my dog this, but I think Pizza Sauce is a good name for a pet. <laughs> what? I just think it's a cute name. Pizza Sauce? Yeah. Huh, I can't really talk. I don't have a better option, so. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Enjoy your new uh, horse pizza sauce, Molly. Yeah. Uh, from at Datfire Princess, what's your favorite Western movie you've ever watched? Hmm. Actually, I feel uh, like you're going to really have the best answer to this. I really, really like um, the remake of True Grit. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a really fun one. I um, watched that with my dad, who spent the entire movie that it was uh, not as good as the original. Yeah, well, the original's not that good. No, so. I agree. <laughs> I've seen the original. I don't think it's a very good movie. And he was like, oh, uh, no, it's so much fun. There's This little girl is just being such a stinker to John Wayne. I'm like, yeah, I, this is boring. <laughs> so, like, but because he just fucking talked through the entirety of the remake, I feel like I didn't... I watched it, but I kind of didn't. Yeah, no, I get you. Um... I don't really I haven't watched like a lot of like old classic like spaghetti westerns or anything yeah. like that. I'm trying to think of which ones I've seen. Three Ten to Yuma's good. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I've only seen the last scene from the assassination of yeah uh, Jesse uh, James by the Coward Robert Ford. Right, right. Uh, I the only one that's like coming to mind for me is one that I've even seen. I mean, obviously, I just saw. I saw the original True Grit. Uh, it's a John Wayne movie called The Shootist, 
which is yeah a movie. I don't know if it's the last movie he made, but it had to be close to it. Uh, where he is an old man, and the whole thing is that like he's been like a vicious gunfighter and murderer his whole life, and now like he has cancer and he just wants to move to some little western town to live out his final days in peace. But oh, there's some dang, there's some fucking bandits or some shit, and he can't stand up to him anymore. But he can train this teenage boy how to shoot, so maybe he can save the town. Yeah. I don't know. It was a decent movie. Mm-hmm. Like, all westerns are, um, most of, like, the famous ones are on some, like, some old guy has to, like, do one last thing. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and specifically, I, I love with True Grit, though, is that everyone in that movie except for the little girl is incomprehensible. <laughs> <laughs> Also, I am extremely convinced. I'm going to post two pictures here. I'm completely convinced that Hideo Kojima watched The Shootist, and that's why uh, Snake looks the way he does in Metal Gear Solid 4. Because <laughs> they just look the same. Hmm. Same fucking hmm. mustache. Same guy. That's the same, same guy. guy. Uh, from at Tabletop Camera, what's the best revenge you've ever had, Molly? <laughs> <laughs> know that i've ever had I, I i don't have any that are springing to mind mm. that's that's for sure i don't do revenge a lot i uh have a lot of personal grudges that i may cash in one day but as it stands right now they're all just simmering <laughs> gotta serve them cold yeah they're still simmering right that's what we're saying yeah yeah they gotta get down to cold it's gonna take some time we're on the same page. Okay, great. We agree. <laughs> yeah, I don't really have any revenge stories. The, like, hmm, this isn't even a good revenge story, but it's the closest thing I can think of. Well, okay. My dad made me watch, uh, fucking... A lot of my dad watching movies with me in this episode. Uh, he made me watch that movie Three Billboards about, like, the redemption of a racist cop without ever actually redeeming him. And he was like, oh, this is the best movie I've seen in years. It's so good. I'm like, oh, this this thing's a piece of shit. Hey, Dad, I've heard of a movie that I want to watch. Um, do you want to watch it with me? It's called Annihilation. And I knew nothing about Annihilation other than my dad would definitely hate it, and I was right. <laughs> and I think Beautiful. he hated Annihilation more than I hated Three Billboards, so I won. <laughs> <laughs> when, the, like, the goopy mirror creature came out at the end of that movie, he just... He was so sad. <laughs> it's a good movie. Sure. The bear scared me in it. That bear's scary. I, I didn't like the bear. They cut open a man's tummy and his intestines are like snakes. That's gross. Mm. What the fuck? It's no good. We got to stop talking about this. <laughs> Uh, I did like that the same dude who did the bear also did the CGI for Paddington. <laughs> uh, so, uh, on the set of Annihilation, they nicknamed the bear, like, the name of a really shitty, like, British station, like, train station. No. <laughs> uh, th- 
from at Rush of Nowhere, any other film genres or AU you'd want to see number six fall into? I was trying to think, I think about a sitcom, this. I think a sitcom episode of The Prisoner would be pretty interesting. That'd be fun. I would like, uh, I would like the sci-fi episode, but like he's yes, in space. Yes, that's what I was. I want like Star Trek, but the yeah. ship is the yes. village. I was thinking pirates, like he just gets like dragged onto some naval ship that he can't get off of because it's in the ocean. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. I'm trying to think yeah. what other. Uh... I just want to see him do a lot of accents. Yeah. Yes, one hundred percent. This episode again, but it's the Australian outback instead of the American West. <laughs> yes. Uh, from at uh, Mary Celeste J. If revenge is a dish best served cold, what's your favorite recipe? <laughs> what? What? I, I don't think that counts as a question. Yeah, I just. It felt like the, it was kind of a funny sentence. So sure, I said. it is a funny sentence. I'll give you that. Uh, I feel like that sounds like Dreamer. a pretty good setup to a joke with no punchline yet. Uh, from S. City Dreamer, in terms of westerns, is this better than Red Dead? In terms of revenge, is this better than <laughs> The Last of Us 2? <laughs> yes and yes. Sure. You know, for as much as, like... The moral of this story is sometimes you need a good man with a gun, you know? Yeah. Like, there's no hand ringing about, oh, God, you killed somebody when the time comes. He's just like, fuck you, you're dead now. I hate you. We've said it before that Patrick Magoon is 100% a libertarian. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't Uh, have anything to follow up on that. Anyway, my favorite Western game is uh, Call of War as Gunslinger. That's a really good game. Uh, yeah, I should play that sometime. Uh, and from at Bookcase Queen ninety six, can British media successfully do a Western? Eh, probably. Probably. I mean, like, this is okay, but this was this was decent. This was fine. Yeah, if you like, actually dedicated to it, then yeah, probably. I mean, Italians can make good Western, so right. I was gonna say, yeah. Oh, I came up with uh, a good old-timey gun in video games. Oh, what's that? Uh, which is the Resident Evil 4 Red 9. Yeah, good call. Which is the f- my favorite gun in that game. Different kind of old-timey, but also in Resident but Evil still. 4, the Chicago typewriter. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Mm. I do love a Tommy gun. Yeah. Um, Resident Evil 4 yeah, is so that's fucking it for good. Questions. It's a good-ass game. Uh, okay, anyway, um, Luke, where can we find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me online on Twitter at SSJ Speed Racer. I do other podcasts and audio entropy. Um, sometimes we do Let's Plays these days. Who knows? It comes and goes. It's uh, there. Yeah. Uh, mainly right now, I am running a podcast called Eidolon Playtest. Uh, it is an actual play RPG where I ca- uh, GM two different campaigns, releasing on alternating weeks. Uh, in order to playtest Eidolon, Become Your Best Self, a game that me and Molly have made together, inspired yeah. by JoJo's Bizarre Adventure and Persona. It's yeah, good podcast, good game, listen to it, do it. Pay us money. Patreon.com yeah. slash Eidolon Playtest, pay us money. Pay us money. Ashley, where can we find you online? 
You can find me at Yuri Brand with an underscore on Twitter and a dash on Tumblr, and you can also find me at HainaCackle.com and Patreon.com slash Ashley Lee Minor. Give Ashley your fucking money. your fucking money. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at your friend Molly with Y-E-R. You can find me at AudioEntropy.com, IDMail.com. There should be a new Amory score out soon. Jackson and I just recorded one. Um, uh, you're the Black Rainbow still sucks. That's that's all I gotta say about that, but it's a great app. I'm surprised uh, to hear that, a but it's still a bad time. book. It's still a bad book. Yeah, it hasn't gotten Weird. any better, turns out. Um, and there is still the Mass Effect 2 journal updated out there. You can go listen to um, we are going to be doing Dishonored 2 next month, which is an exciting time because that's a good video game. That's a fun one. Um, and yeah, I think that's... Uh, oh, also patreon.com slash Molly Rambeck. You could go to audioentropy.com, hit the donate button in the upper right-hand corner, give us a little money to keep the website online. That's pretty much all yeah. we're asking for. That's all we really yeah. want. Uh, and also, we'll also pay us for Eidolon, but just, a, you know, the website's good too. Um, yeah. You can leave us a review. Tell your friends about our podcast. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. Luke, tell me what's happening in the next episode of The Prisoner. Next week, we are watching episode 15, The Girl Who Was Death. Back in London, which to me at this point is a bad sign. (laughs) Yeah, it's not good. Back in London, number six is trying to track down a crazed scientist who is protected by his homicidal daughter. What? Okay. Oh. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yep. <laughs> well, this is the last one before we get to the finale episodes. So This is the last one before the finale. Listen, I told y'all a few weeks ago that we were finished with normal episodes of this TV show. Yeah. Um yeah, this really does feel like yeah, I had 10 of these in the chamber plus the finale. Uh y'all want to do five more just for funsies? Yeah. Again, he was and supposed then, to get to 27 and he burnt out at 17. That is I cannot imagine the show going for 27. Well, here's the thing. There's only so many plots you can do. Yeah. You have like, a very specific once conceit. Once or twice about how, like, oh, you could stretch this out to two episodes. This is kind of two premises slammed together. But even that would only get you to maybe 20. Yeah. yeah. At best. And some of these episodes don't aren't good enough for one. <laughs> yeah. Until next time, we'll be seeing you, partner. 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 <laughs>